Genesis 28, 18-22 So early in the morning, Jacob took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. He called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at the first. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God, and this stone which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give a full tenth to you. 32, 22-30 The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob. But Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob said, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. Have you ever watched this movie called Catch Me If You Can? Anyone? I hope at least I know somebody have watched this movie. This movie is about a real story of a man. His name is Frank Avignali, who had been on the run for cheating his identity and making counterfeit checks for years. And he got this amazing gift of uh, impersonation and deceiving others. But eventually... He got arrested and went to jail. Can we fool people all the time? Abraham Lincoln said, you can fool some of the people all the time, and all of the people some of the time, but you cannot fool all of the people all of the time. We know we cannot fool our God. But some people, sometimes ourselves, we try to fool our God and running away from God. When our life becomes painful and messed up, we try to run away from it. But we know we can't. Because God has sovereignty and providence over every matter of our life. And there was a man named Jacob in the Bible. He had been cheating others and on the run all the days of his life. But he thought he was looking for, running to God. But actually he didn't. 
So today we will quest for the reasons why people are on the run and how to stay with God. First, people run because we are conditional. So people are searching for God by running away from God. It's a paradox, but it is true because we are conditional. But God is unconditional. So God encountered, God found Jacob. He was on the run, but God found Jacob in the middle of nowhere. And the Lord reaffirmed the covenant with his grandfather Abraham to Jacob. Even he was a fugitive. We think if we sin against God, then God will punish us and desert us and give up on us. But no, God will never give up on us, but giving us another chance over and over. And we call it forgiveness. And God tried to fix us and use us because he created us for his plan, for his meaning and purpose. And it is love of God. But Jacob did not understand the God's love. So he said, if God will be with me, will keep me in this way that I grow and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God and this stone which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. But we are always in the presence of God, the house of God. Bethel, always. Even though we think we are too far away from God, we are still in the presence of God. But we think we are keep looking, we are searching for God as wandering away from God, as we wasting our time. Second, people deceive us. The world deceives us, but we don't have to deceive them. Apostle Paul said, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. How come? How come when the world deceives us, we overcome them by good? Because Jesus took all the sins of the world on the cross by his death, incapacitated the power of sin. They're sin no more, even though they're still sinning, sinning against each other, but there's no sin no more to condemn. Especially we condemn. We cannot condemn sins. So we don't have to retaliate, retaliate, retaliate by cheating others, by counteracting against others. Jacob's uncle 
Laban deceived Jacob over and over. Because for Laban, Jacob is no longer his nephew or son-in-law. But an excellent worker, employee, worked for him underpaid or free. So Jacob retaliated by cheating Uncle Laban. But since then, Jacob had to cheat others all the days of his life. Because sin easily becomes habitual. When it becomes our habit, we cannot stop sinning. Christians are not here to compete with others, but transform others. So, time to time, it seems we are losing to the world. They always against with us the evil. Retaliate us. But we know we already won the victory with Christ on the cross. So we don't have to win over the world anymore. Third, God preferred interest is on the weak and the poor, the needy people. But our preferred interest is the strong and the rich. Jacob loved Rachel so much because she was attractive. She was beautiful. But he had to work 14 years for Laban, his father-in-law, because Jesus, I mean, Jacob had to marry to her, Rachel's older sister, Leah, as well. Because no one would marry her because she was not attractive. She was unattractive. And then Jacob despised her. The mother of his children. He despised her. We work hard. We do our best to get what we want. But sometimes we don't get what we want. And we even get things we didn't want or extra burden. Right? Living in this community, living as a citizen of this nation, and living as a person on this planet, we have to take something we don't want. We didn't, we didn't cause or, you know, even extra burden of others' problem, others' fault. What should we do? What church, ch- Christians should do? 
We know what we, sh- what we should. God wants us to embrace, take the burden of the weak and the poor, because God is love and God is compassionate. Which means soft, wants to, God wants to suffer together with the needy and poor. And we know there are the weak and the needy. And people consider them as their burden. But God called us to take care of them because we are the keepers to one another. So listen. God despised the people who despised the needy and poor. Again, if you join my Wednesday Bible study, you learn this over and over, right? God hated the people who hate other people when they are poor and needy. Who are the despised by the world today? Who are the poor and needy in our community? We can see them. Who are they? But remember, God is with them. People go to church on Sunday to worship God. And people come to church to study Bible. People come to church to the ministry in the name of Jesus. But God is where the poor and needy are. So if we are not with the poor and needy, then God is not with us, right? Then how can we worship God without God in church? Fourth, we are worthy of God's love. When Jacob heard his brother Esau coming with the 400 men, I don't know why he coming with the 400 men anyway to meet his brother. He was so joyful. Anyway, he's coming with the 400 men. So Jacob was terrified and prayed to God, I am not worthy of the least of all the deeds of steadfast love and all the faithfulness that you have shown to your servant. Please deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him that he may come and attack me, the mothers with the children. After Jacob experiencing God's sovereignty and providence and grace and love over and over, Jacob still couldn't accept God's love. Are you worthy of God's love? Are we worthy of God's love? Yes, we are. Pastor John Piper said, 
to be worthy of the infinite worth of Jesus is to see and savor him as infinitely worthy. But we fear people, not the God. Fifth, our name is Israel. Your name is Israel. Jacob wrestled with the man from God and didn't let him go until he blessed him. So the angel blessed Jacob and given him a new name, Israel. Literally, like the Bible said, literally it means striving with God and prevailed God. But it is the expression. It means God strives with us to strengthen us, to strengthen us. God fight with us. God strives to give us ability to fight the world. That's our fight. The good fight. Changing the world. Living for others. Blessing others. Not winning over others. Or taking things from others. What is your name? What is our name? Israel? Or are we still living for, striving for our own name, myself, my family, my country only? Friends, we are family together. We are all together, family. But are we running? And what is at our finish line? Happiness? Success? Prosperity? Safety? We are in the presence of God no matter what, where we are. Even we are facing uncertainty. We are even facing failure. We are in the presence of God always. So let's not hide from God. Because we don't have to cheat others. But let us stand firm before God. And when God calls us for the needy and poor, let's answer, here I am, Lord. Let me do your will. Even it is challenging. It is extra burden. It is, we think they are not worthy. Because remember, God is striving with us to do his will. Amen.